Welcome back to the MMA Plug, streaming live on milehighsports.com and on 98.1 FM. I'm excited to welcome in our first guest. She is a fixture in the top 10 of the UFC women's strawweight division, a former Invicta FC champion, veteran of 26 professional fights, and is originally from our great state of Colorado, the pride of Aurora Central High. Thrilled to welcome in the karate hottie, Michelle Watterson. Hey, Michelle, it's your Colorado connection of Ron Kruk and Jordan Kurtz. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's so good to it's so good to um, be here, guys. I'm, I'm glad to be able to represent Colorado and, and Aurora Central. And, you know, my roots out there, you know, they, they grow deep. My family's still out there. So for sure, I, you know, I still have lots of love for Colorado. Of course. You know, it just seems like because you've been training at Jackson Wink MMA Academy for so long, it's almost like you're from Albuquerque. But like you said, Colorado roots here. So I want to take a little step back and talk about, uh, you know, the good old days. And and for fans who may just be uh, hearing you for the first time here in Denver on the radio, um, just how you got into the sport. So you graduate from Aurora Central High, I believe you went to DU, and yep. then you go into MMA. So take us through the journey, Michelle. Um, well, I, you know, I grew up doing martial arts. My, my, I had an older brother, and I wanted to be just like him. So, you know, when he took a liking to martial arts, so did I. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, it we started training at a little um, kind of community uh, uh, church. And it was a, a little martial arts school, a studio called uh, Quest Academy. And it, that's definitely what it was. It was the start of my quest. Um, and I knew from then on that I wanted martial arts to be a part of my life. I went on to, do, uh, to, to go to DU, like you said. And while I was at DU, to pay for my college, I started working at Hooters. <laughs> and um, yes. there, I, you know, I got a lot of like side jobs. I, you know, I did you know, the Hooters calendar. And I actually got a side gig doing, um, being a, a ring girl for an MMA, uh, local MMA organization. And, uh, <clears throat> and that's kind of the first that, that I was introduced to MMA. I had no idea. I thought that, you know, in my mind, I thought it was like, you know, WWE. I thought it was like choreographed <laughs> wrestling. Right. But when I realized that it was real, well, mixed martial arts, you could do what you, which whatever martial art you want to win the fight, I, I, I took an interest. Um, but the promoter, uh, there kind of was, didn't take me too seriously. Um, it's funny, um, how things come full circle because I, I think Donald Cerrone was headlining one of the shows that I was, um, uh, being a, a, a ringle at it, hit overheard right. me, came into my work and said, if I was serious about training to get my butt in the gym. And from there, you know, my career took off. I, um, I fought, um, an undercard of, of a ring of fire. Sven Bean, right? Being one of the first um, shows Amazing. to be at the Broomfield Event Center. I think my pro debut, uh, it wasn't meant to be pro debut, but the girl that I was supposed to fight for my amateur, first amateur MMA fight fell through. And the only girl that they had available was a professional fighter that was 2-0. and And so I kind of was just, you, I guess it's in, my, it's in my blood to say, you know, just let's just do it. <laughs> So um, a couple weeks after my 21st birthday, I took my my pro debut with no amateur uh, um, 
with no amateur um, experience and ended up winning that fight. And, uh, you know, my life has just been so amazing since then. I was on Master Toddy's Fight Girls. I did Bully Beatdown. I fought for Invicta, like you said. I, um, the ma majority of my career before I had Araya and after I had Araya, um, I was fought at 105. And then, you know, Dana ended up opening up um, women's division in the UFC. And I felt the water getting a little warmer. He had it open for the 35ers. And I it was just kind of hoping and, and, you know, praying that he'd open it up for all the girls. And then there was there there was an opening for um, the strawweight division. And from there, I decided to take the leap again. All right, let's go, you know, accept the challenge. So I went from 105 to 115 to, to, to make my way into the UFC. And um, since then, this this fight um, may on May 8th is going to be my fourth uh, UFC main event. So I'm really excited. So as far as that goes, just to kind of circle it back with the Colorado connection, you know, now that you have excelled to the heights throughout your career and you've had one of the most prolific careers in women's MMA, what does that mean for you to have that connection with, you know, being from Denver and from Colorado and the UFC having its birth in Colorado? I just, um, it is, it is kind of um, destiny, I guess, is how I look at it. You know what I mean? It, I, I, I don't think in a million years if you ask any of my friends from high school if I were to become, if I was going to grow up to become a professional fighter, they, they would probably laugh at you because I'm <laughs> the most like fun loving, come on guys, like, you know, sunshine and rainbows type of person. I was never ever confrontational. I didn't like to fight. You know, I was like a very peaceful martial artist and um and, and fighting just, it really did change my life in a way that I understood uh, combat in, uh, in, an, in an art form. Mm -hmm. But for sure, like, um, it just speaks to the, the heart of, of where I grew up in Aurora, Colorado. I feel like, um, you know, I grew up in a really diverse neighborhood. Um, and, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I was a cheerleader at, at um, Aurora Central. I, toughest you know, cheerleader tough. out there, I'm sure. We never won a football game all four years that I was oh. there. <laughs> so it was like one of those things. It was kind of like, you know, I I always I always had these huge dreams, and um, I didn't want you know um, the circumstances of of where I grew up or any of that to affect my dreams. And 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 I think that speaks volumes. Is that um, no matter what your circumstances are in life, if you are determined enough to, you know, to, to, to go after your dreams, then, then you will make it happen. So true. That is, that is very well put. And it's got you where you are today. As you said, your fourth main event in the UFC, an incredible 18 and eight record, uh, all coming from right here. It started here in Colorado. You know, Michelle, what, you're like one of the veterans down there now at Jackson Wink. How long have you been training there? And, and why have you really bucked the trend of, of a lot of fighters these days who seem to want to move on to different gyms? You really haven't. You've been there. So let's start with how long you've been there and, and why you have stayed. Gosh, I've been at Jackson Wink's forever. You know, I remember it. I, I was there when, uh, you know, I wasn't there as long as Holly, as as long as Holly's been there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 
I, I was there for, for a long time. I, um, gosh, I'm trying to, I, I want to say 07, 08 okay. is, is when I got down there. When I first got down there, Julie Kidsey had first had start just started training there. Holly hadn't even gotten into MMA by then. She was still strictly boxing. boxing. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, the big guys at that time were Rashad Evans, George St. Pierre, Keith Jardine, uh, Joey Villasenor, um, these were, these were our, our big guys, you know what I mean? Sure. The guys, um, <clears throat> and then, and then it's just been an incredible ride to see the evolution of, of different, uh, top-notch fighters come through the doors. And I think the reason why I've stayed is because I enjoy having, you know, home base, you know, Jackson Wink is, is more than just a gym to me. It's family. You know, I, I, I do consider myself a loyal person and I, I, I strongly believe that, um, as a fighter, you know, your journey is your own and there's only so much that, uh, you know, obviously I've, I've learned so much from my coaches and, and honestly, I, I still do believe that Jackson Wink is, is one of the best gyms in, in, in the world. There's people that come to Jackson from all around the world, you know, between Professor Barata, who lives out in Albuquerque, and Co Joey Villasenor, who is now, you know, our, our main amateur coach, Coach Wink, Coach Jackson. And we have so many different people out there. Between their knowledge and the, the influx of people coming in from all around the world, you know, um, I am continually evolving which is what I love. And, and I, I also feel like when I lose, um, I have to take it upon myself to do some introspective, you know, um, work and see what it is that, that I was missing. What puzzle did I forget to, to put into place? What tools did I forget to bring with me to the fight or what tools did I forget to sharpen? Um, because at the end of the day, it is me inside that octagon. Representing the Aurora central high Trojans and former, DU pioneer Michelle Watterson coming up after the break. We will talk to Michelle about her fight on Saturday night and also speak about possibly a future rematch with the current UFC strawway champion, Rose Nama Yunus. You're listening to the MMA plug powered by denversportsbetting.com. We are back on the MMA plug powered by Denver Sports Betting.com on Mile High Sports Radio 98.1 FM. Kruk and Kurtz with you as we now continue our conversation with UFC Strawweight and Colorado product Michelle Watterson, who spoke to Jordan and I about her fight coming up this weekend and a possible future title shot. You've won four of the last six. Is being mom champ still the ultimate goal? It is, but you know what? Um, I, I almost feel like it's more important for me now to be in the moment. It's more important for me now to, to look at the, the fight ahead of me and to take that as serious. And if I, you know, if I just, to me, I feel like mom champ is, has a, different ring to me I feel like you know winning each fight with my head on my shoulders um continuing to um hold my my dignity and my integrity and um and to be there for my daughter and to continue to train and and like you said I've been at Jackson's for so long that I've kind of become one of the veterans over there so 
trying to be a mentor to to the new up and comers coming in. I think um, being able to balance all those things and continue to fight and, and reach for my own dreams in itself is being mom champ. Mm-hmm. So cool. We are speaking with Colorado's own Michelle Watterson, who gets her fourth UFC main event this weekend. Michelle, you're also making your 2021 debut and uh, you move up to flyweight for this short notice matchup with Marina Rodriguez. There have been a lot of changes to this card. So just give us an idea. How did this fight with Rodriguez come to fruition? You know, we're really wanting to make this work um, in May and uh, we're working with the UFC to try to make it work. It was work. it was going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. It was up right. in the air and it was just kind of something that, you know, in my mind f- for a long time, I felt like I had to um, have a specific game plan for a specific fighter with with specific amount of weeks. But I've just come to a comfortability with myself and my skills that I've been fighting for over 15 years professionally. I've been a martial artist, you know, for, for more than half of my life. And so um, I need to be able to roll with the punches and, and take the circumstances as they come. Um, and when they, when they approached us for the fight and they said that it was going to be at flyweight, I, you know, my perspective on it at first was like, holy moly, that's like next week, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, just like all these thoughts rushed through my head and I was hit with a, with a bag of butterflies instead of a bag of potatoes. <laughs> um, and I just remember thinking um, when I, I was talking to Josh about this and I was saying it's kind of like when you're, you know, you're at the um, eating sushi and the, the, the sushi train goes by. And if you right. don't, don't take um, the opportunity to take the sushi you want, it's going to pass you by. I just saw this as an opportunity to, 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 to snatch up. And if I didn't say yes, that somebody else would, and I would be mad. Very well, very well put right there. So I I guess to ask you then it's, it's obviously it's a, it's a very last second change to be bumped up to that main card slot and having a couple of extra rounds thrown in the mix. How did that weigh into, you know, how did that weigh into the equation for you? What's your thought on that? Um, I feel like um, it plays in my favor to it, uh, it being a main event fight with five rounds. Like I said, I, I fought for the UFC. This will be my fourth main event for the UFC. So training for five round fights isn't anything different. When I fought for Invicta, I fought, I think I want to say three or four different um, main event championship fights. And so five rounds for me, I believe play in my favor. I think as the fight goes on, I, I gain more energy. Whereas with Rodriguez, I think it's opposite. Um, mm. Even though she has a really good game face and even though she's still game to fight in the third round, um, she does slow down. And, I, and I, I'm looking to take advantage of that. Also, I'm coming from, from altitude training in Albuquerque. So um, to me, I think it plays in my favor. And breaking down this fight a little bit more, you know, Rodriguez is coming off that impressive second round knockout over Amanda Hibis. You know, let's break her down. What makes her so dangerous, Michelle? And where do you feel you have the biggest advantage in this fight? Well, I think what makes her dangerous is she knows how to utilize her her striking um, in a way that suits her. She's a tall, a long fighter. 
And um, so she mixes up her striking. Um, she throws heavy and she commits. I think that's what makes her dangerous. Um, but um, <clears throat> on the other end of that spectrum, I've, I've fought the best of the best strikers in the world with Rose and Joanna. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> and I believe that outside of her striking, I, I, I trump her in everything. And with the striking, it's, it's you know, I, I would even say that I trump her in the striking because she had, she's very a more traditional Muay Thai fighter where you, where we know what is expected. I mean, but with that being said, you, you still have to be aware because she, obviously she does pack punch, you know, being able to knock out Rivas. But I think that my standup is a lot more creative, a lot more diverse. And, you know, I have a lot more tools with um, with both of my stances, with my kicks, with my standup, with incorporating my wrestling and being able to utilize the cage. I was going to, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head with my next question there. How do you think that your fluid movement is going to play to your advantage against someone who's a little bit more heavy on her feet and just wants to kind of march forward? Yeah. And I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like I, I know what her weapons are for sure. And I have to be aware of them, even though she only, she might only have a couple of weapons. Those weapons are really dangerous. So as long as I'm aware of those weapons and as, as long as I go out there being me, like you said, flowing, being creative, having fun, doing what I love to do. Um, my hand's going to be raised. Awesome. Michelle, as we're wrapping up, we appreciate the time. Um, you mentioned Rose and having fought the current champ, Rose Namajunas, back in 2017, mm -hmm. uh, you know her well. Um, number one, what did you think of her performance against the former champ, Wei Lee? Oh, I thought she did amazing. You know, I think Rose is the type of fighter that when she decides that she wants to be there to, to win, that she does, you know. Um, and what makes her so good is that she's, um, her movement is very, she, she's very good at hiding her, her, her power shots. You know, she did it, she did it with all of us, with, with me. I know that um, I, you know, I, there was a really good back and forth battle with between the two of us when we fought. And I, and I know that I was frustrating her cause I got her to start, you know, talking to me and, and rallying her up, you know, inside the, the octagon. Um, but that, that head kick came out of nowhere. Um, and it's the shots that you don't see that, that gets you. And it's the same with Joanna, you know, she took that angle and, and dropped that heavy hook on, on Joanna and Joanna didn't see it. Um, and it's the same with Wei Li. I think she she lulled Wei Li into thinking that she was gonna go for that leg kick, and Wei Li pulled a little high and got caught. And um, she's just she has a really good understanding of her range and 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 when to use it. Absolutely. I mean, I, th I think that that's a that's a beautiful breakdown on each of those right there. So with the big win on Saturday and obviously, you know, you'll be returning back to straw weight. But when do you do you foresee, a, you know, another title eliminator fight on the near horizon or, or what's that look like for you coming up in the future? I mean, that's always the goal. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm climbing up the ladder. And um, so, you know, my focus mainly is on Rodriguez this weekend. It's a, it, it's a huge, um, it's a huge challenge that I accepted and, and it's something that I have to give all my energy to. Um, but for sure, I'd like to get another fight in before the end of the year. 
Very nice. We hope so. We'd love to see you enter into that octagon. You know, Colorado is always behind you, Michelle. Uh, fantastic that it's your fourth UFC main event. It's so well-deserved. And uh, as Jordan said, I mean, you you get another win here and, and maybe that next one gets you right into the title mix. Absolutely. It, it, you know, it better. It better. <laughs> There, there we go. If the MMA plug has anything to do with it, it will get you into the title mix. We'd love to see a rematch. But Michelle Watterson, we appreciate you so much. Thanks for the time and, um, and have some fun in the Octagon on Saturday night. Will do. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. The MMA plug returns right after this. Feel the fear in my enemy's eyes. Listen as the crowd. 